Hello, this sermon audio is a ministry of the Town Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you would like to learn more about us, how to connect, or how to support us, go to our website, thetownchurch.org. While listening to the Bible preached is a healthy part of our spiritual formation, it is not the whole picture. So if you aren't a part of a local church, we encourage you to prayerfully commit to a local body of believers where you live. We're glad you can join us, and we hope God uses the following sermon to reveal more of his glory to you. Here's what we're doing. We're celebrating Jesus, and in the celebration of Jesus at Christmas, along with that comes the idea of waiting, right? There's, there's consistently this theme of waiting in Christmas, waiting for the holiday to begin. This goes all the way back in my mind, in my memories, um, all the way back as far as I can remember um, uh, about Christmas to, to something like this, all right? So I'm the guy there on the left, not the right, um, uh, the guy with the baseball bat. So that was as much uh, baseball as I've ever played right there, all right? Um, I, I don't know what I'm waiting for there, maybe waiting, longing for the day that, um, that I would have that mustache. So Christmas dreams do come true um, right there, right? Maybe, uh, look at that, laser-tight focus on that, like I'm, one day, I'm going to have that, right? So, for, as far back as I can remember, there's this waiting, right? We're, we're waiting for Christmas. That's, that's part of the, the holiday, right? Um, maybe it goes back to something like this, where, um, in this photo, I think I was waiting for the next meal, it looks like, right? Or the rightful owner of those pants, I don't know, right? But, but there's waiting that goes along with this celebration, right? I can imagine my parents saying, hey, kids, um, it, it's Christmas. We have one million presents for you. Look at that. I mean, that's crazy, the amount of presents there. And they disguise the one on the left. I don't know what that is, um, a boat. Um, the, we have millions of presents for you to come and open. But before you do that, can you wait a little bit and just stand in front of the tree so we can get this great picture of you? Christmas has always been that, this season of, this celebration of waiting, right? In, in this photo, maybe I'm waiting to get out of that corduroy coat and snap uh, clip-on tie. I don't know what's going on there, but um, there you go, right? Um, and, and so it's just waiting. I'll do one more because this one pleases my sister, right? <clears throat> in this one, I think we're waiting for the style of socks pulled up over your pants to go out, right? Or stonewashed jeans to go out. But the, the season is that of waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting. And to be fair, um, that's actually part of the celebration of Christmas. That, that's actually part of it. The, the celebration of Christmas is in part about waiting. For centuries, people were waiting for a Messiah to come. We now, hundreds of years later, anticipate or we wait for Jesus to return. Did you know that, that that's part of the celebration of Christmas? It, it's really two parts. Both parts are, are really about waiting. On the one hand, we celebrate God's promises being fulfilled in the coming of Jesus as a baby. And, and then we anticipate then the second part, the celebration that will be had into eternity when Jesus comes again to right all wrongs, to make all things new. We're waiting, we're longing for that, and we celebrate that. So Christmas is, in a large part, a celebration of waiting. But listen, that's all a part of God's plan. 
that's not an accident. That's not we're waiting because God messed up. God forgot to come up here when his cue was there. That's all a part of God's plan. The idea that people had to wait for the coming of Jesus as a baby and that we're now waiting for Jesus to return, that's not outside of God's plan. It's not like you waiting for your meal when they forgot your order at a restaurant. That's a mistake. That's not what happened with God. God is not putting it off because he forgot to do something. No, we're waiting. And that's all a part of God's plan. Waiting for Jesus to come to earth as a human was part of God's plan. Waiting for Jesus to return again is part of God's plan. Jesus, our Savior and our Redeemer and our King, by the will of God the Father, came at the right time, under the right circumstances, for the right reasons. And that's what we celebrate tonight. This waiting for the right time, under the right circumstances, for the the right reason. That's what we're here to celebrate. In the Bible, in the New Testament, um, a letter that Paul wrote in Galatians, he, he wrote this. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So just very quickly, let's walk through those two verses and hopefully it'll point our attention and our affections to Jesus as we look at what we see here. We see it right here in God's perfect plan. He sent his son at the right time. Do you see that? He says, when the fullness of time had come, when it was the exact right time that God sent his son. Now, many people will speculate and say, why did that happen? Was it, was it political unrest? Were there people in power that, that, that were causing a mess? Why was it then the right time? And so they'll speculate about what that is. But here's what we know for sure. We know this for sure, that this was the exact moment when God wanted to send his son. This moment was was ripe for the coming of Jesus as Savior. This was the time for that to happen. At the right time, God sent His Son. We know from other places in the Bible that the reason God sent His Son was because He loved the world. He loved you, He loved me, He loved us, and so He sent His time. The right time had come. God is that powerful that He stands over time. He's not bound by time at all, but He fits into it, and He he comes into the constraints of it. We're told in the Bible that Jesus humbled Himself into that space. He, he humbled himself into that, that space and that time. That, does that boggle your, boggle your mind? That God who stands outside of time, he, he's not bound by time at all, because he eternally exists both forward and, and backward, God in love who is outside of time sent his son into time at, at the right time. He, he sends his son into time. And not only was it the right time, but it was under the right circumstances. So not just in the right time, but under the right circumstances. If God is sovereign over time, and he is, then he's certainly sovereign over the circumstances in within that time. The way in which God sent his son Jesus into the world what was as a baby. We're told here in these verses that Jesus was born of a woman. That he took on flesh and came into time born of a woman, just like every other human. That's the point. That's the the point that's being made, that that Jesus came to earth as a human, born into this place just like you were, just like I was. Jesus existed before creation, but came into time. 
He came into time, into creation as a human born of a woman, we're told. And not only was Jesus born into humanity, but he was born into, into the constraints of lawful humans. He was born into a Jewish family, we're told, born under the law. That's got to rattle our brains. That, that Jesus, who is perfectly God, perfect in every aspect, came into time, born into a sinful human world that needed the law. They needed the law, so he was born into that space, and all of that was part of God's plan to point us to the reality that Jesus is both very unlike us, being God, and he is very like us because he came to be with us, taking on the constraints of a human in a sinful world, born of a woman, born under the law. And so in God's perfect plan, this is not a mistake, in God's perfect plan, Jesus came at the right time, under the right circumstances, and Jesus came for the right reasons. We're, we're told that he came, why? A few reasons in these verses, to redeem those who were under the law. So he came into a place where he's under the law to redeem those who are under the law. And if we're under the law, what's that mean? We're bound to it. We, we, we need it. Why is that the case? We need it because we are sinful. We need direction. We need correction. We need a savior, a savior to redeem us, to free us from slavery, slavery to sin. So that's what you and I, I need desperately. Jesus came. He was sent from God so that he could redeem us and reconcile us to God. He came at the right time under the right circumstances for the right reasons, but not just to redeem us, but, but also to give us the gift of adoption into God's family. Do you get this? That, that Jesus came into this space giving gifts. And what is that gift? He gave us the gift of adoption into God's family. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you trust Jesus as your Redeemer, then you have been given the, the gift of adoption as a son or a daughter into a family that we don't deserve. No longer are we orphans without a loving Father, but we're children adopted into a, a, a family by a loving father. Listen, that's what we celebrate at Christmas. All of this was put into place, was put into motion at exactly the right time, under the right circumstances, for a, a good and perfect, uh, for the good and perfect right reasons. All of that from a loving father. In fact, we're told of another piece of time in Romans chapter 5 where, where Paul says, for while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for us. At the right time. Redemption, reconciliation, right relationship all came at the right time through Christ dying for us. So, and, and, and that would not have happened at the right time if God had not sent his son at the right time. But listen, he did. At the exact right time, at the proper time, in the fullness of time, he sent his son. So yes, Christmas is in part a celebration that involves a lot of waiting. But that waiting is there for us so that we can see a bigger reality. To point us to the perfect promised timing of our loving Heavenly Father who desires desperately to be in relationship with us so much so that he sent his son to offer you a place to offer me a place to offer us a place into his family that's what we celebrate at christmas that's what we celebrate and so what what must we do we must respond we've got to respond here this evening if jesus is the one you follow he is your savior your response is that of great rejoicing 
It's of great rejoicing, worshiping our King who came and will come again. And if you're here this evening, and you're in a place where you would say that you're not um, following Jesus, you don't see your need for a Savior out of deep love for you. Some of you I know, some of you I've just met, some of you I don't know at all. Out of deep love for you, I'm asking you to respond in, in this way. Respond by at least considering the truth that Jesus Christ came to earth to, to redeem and to save and that you desperately need him. Consider that. that You desperately need someone, not yourself, to pull you out of the place that you're in. We, we all desperately need that. And, and so I'm asking you to respond tonight and, and just considering that having conversations about what that could look like over the next few days with family and friends, that you are in a place of needing a Savior. Let me pray for us, and we will continue to worship this evening. Let's pray. God, my prayer tonight is that we would consider that very thing. Consider the fact that we need a Savior, and at the right time, God, our loving Father, you sent a Savior. Under the right circumstances, those circumstances were our need. We, need. we desperately need a Savior. Under those circumstances, you sent your Son. And all of that for, for the right and proper reasons within your plan, and that was to redeem a people, to reconcile a people, to adopt a people. That's us. In a right time, under the right circumstances, in all of the right ways, you have sent your Son to draw us to yourself. God, I pray that our response would be worshiping you, responding in singing, responding in, um, in considering. For those who are here who may not uh, trust you, that they would consider, that they would respond in considering who you are. You're a God who sent his Son to be the light of the world into a dark place, a place in need of a Savior. Would, would we respond this evening in that, we pray. Amen.